Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and my, oh my, do I have a special podcast for you today. Um, Today, I have with me uh, the great Kendi Root. How are you, Kendi? Hi, Brian. I'm well. Thank you, friend. Oh, it's so great to see you. It's so great to to get a chance to catch up. I was just telling Kendi, um, we were, we were going to getting ready to go into small talk. And I was like, we got to stop ourselves. Cause we could, uh, <laughs> we could go on for like two hours and not tape a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll podcast do it all. Jubilee. That's yeah. right. We'll do, it. we'll do it all on the podcast. So um, for those of you who are not familiar, I want to tell you a little bit about Kendi before we jump in. Um, Kendi is currently the hospitality program lead as well as the dual enrollment enrollment lead and faculty for the hospitality program at Cuesta College. Um, she also serves as the director of sales and marketing at Hilton Garden Inn in Pismo Beach. And those who are listening and who know Kendi, they know that she also was an, uh, is a 1983 graduate of our program and taught for many years in, in building our event management concentration and um, just sending so many amazing professionals out into the events world. And, and, um, and we just... Uh, we we hold uh, Kendi to such high esteem for for all of the things that she's done for our program over the years, and she retired. Oh, what year you, did you? Yeah, what year did you retire, Kendi? Was that like uh, thirteen? 2000, Twelve or thirteen? Two thousand thirteen, and um, yeah. uh, she she couldn't she couldn't stay away. Went back to teaching at Quest <laughs> College. So let's yeah. uh, let's go back in time, Kendi. Tell us where you grew okay. up. I am uh, Idahoan. So I was born in Pocatello, and for most of my elementary school, then my uh, we moved to Whittier. Oh. Well, my dad was in advertising, and then moved to Modesto, where I finished middle school, high school, one semester at MJC, and then uh, took off to San Luis Obispo. Right on. You know, Kendi, I'm not sure I I'm not sure I knew that about Pocatella. You know, I spent a little bit of time in Jackson Hole. So we went over to uh, we sure. went over to pass to Pocatella a few times. And oh, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, but that must have been a bit of a culture shock from um Pocatella to Modesto, uh as a middle oh, school. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But um yeah, you went ski mobiles to hanging out at uh Canal banks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, uh, most folks don't remember those uh those days, Kenny. Like I remember we used to cruise like the 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 fast food joints, you know, like we would cruise through the mall and is that what do you mean? Like oh, yeah. cruising the bank. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh man, those are the days, weren't they? <laughs> Pre-internet. We didn't we didn't have a whole lot to do. So uh so we oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we cruise. That's funny. So, uh, what about what about brothers and sisters growing up? Um, I am the baby. Yeah. Uh, so I have two brothers, Kevin Kelly and Carrie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my brother uh, Kevin is in Santa Cruz. He's my oldest brother. He yeah. retired as a sports director there. He's yeah. a thirteen-time world frisbee champion, and now he just golfs and no plays. That's and then my so- my brother Kelly 
is a Cal Poly graduate and he was in architecture and he um, spends his time between Newport beach and Sun Valley, Idaho. And he's on president Armstrong's board. So he's, he bleeds green and gold too. And then my sister is Carrie. He moved, they just moved. They were in paradise, that whole thing, their house survived. And um, they sold their house up in El Dorado Hills and they live in Arizona. Now they moved, packed up and moved to Phoenix. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That is That's my seven. She was like, she was a computer uh, retired with Intel and yeah. Kelly still is a land developer. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know, you I'm uh, keeping I, siblings. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, I, I added this, uh, I added this one, Kendi, I call it the glory day segment. And, you know, you, uh, uh, with, with us being from similar, similar generations, you know, uh, you obviously remember the Bruce Springsteen glory days, uh, song, oh, totally. glory days, yep. you know, and so, uh, <laughs> tell us about, glory uh, yes, tell us about like, before you, before you came to Cal Poly, um, what's like a, what's like a highlight, right. That, that you look back and, and you, and you, you can, you can bring brag on something you did or an accomplishment um before you before you uh you know came to san luis obispo well growing up being the youngest of three older very successful competitive siblings mm-hmm. i was always trying to fit in you know and and just follow their footsteps they wouldn't let me in the clubhouse or anything so i was just trying always trying i think which is where i got my tenacity yeah um but i I was very curious. I loved dolls. I wanted to dance. We had swimming pools all the time. So we were always in the water. But I think um, uh, the probably the thing I'm proud of is when when I was in high school and I was doing a dance preview, I remember my brothers just saying, we didn't know you could dance like that because they always discarded me as the little baby. Yeah. So that made me proud when they realized that I had I had a niche thing that I like to do. Nice. They saw you on stage, like dancing away, yeah. and they were like, "Wow, yeah. that is so cool." Yes. I I love yeah. hearing that. I love hearing that. So you know, everyone has their has their own story and their own pathway about uh, how they got to Cal Poly. And and you mentioned to us that that you have an older brother that went to that that was a, a Cal Poly was was he like a Cal Poly legend or or uh, like what, what, oh yeah he's he, oh he, absolutely he's still really involved. Campus. <laughs> oh, totally. But I didn't want to go go away. I wanted to live in Modesto and date a cowboy and go uh, to the local college, go to Stanislaus State. Yeah. And I did you not. My brother Kelly signed up all my classes at Cuesta College. My parents packed up all my things and they <laughs> literally moved me to San Luis Obispo, kicking, crying the whole way. Oh no! And way. I never, and I never looked back. Brian, it's the best um, thing that ever happened. To me. I never. I'm still thankful, but I didn't want to go. <laughs> I was gonna say that is so crazy, Kendi. Knowing like what a what a pillar you have been of the community for the last like uh, what forty years, fifty years. I mean, that is why oh, yeah. they had to they had to, to, to physically. Move well, and how here. I even. How I even transitioned. So I went to Cuesta one semester, then mm-hmm. um, broke my leg. I was in a full length cast, plaster, uh, plaster cast for a whole year. Yeah. And I had started my semester at Cal Poly and I was afraid of atrophy. So I took this dance class and the teacher was Dr. Carolyn Schenk. And mm-hmm. I, I was accepted into poly uh, in poli sci. Uh-huh. I was a political science major. Wow. And I met Carolyn Schenk and she asked me to teach 
the class one day in a full length cast, bless her heart. <laughs> and I did. And that next week I transferred into the recreation parks department and never looked <laughs> back you were like either. This, you were like, this woman is something else, huh? I want to be her. I want to be her. Yeah. Well, so for those who don't know um, who Kendi is talking about, you should go back and you should listen to my podcast with the the uh, who I, who I've dubbed uh, the matriarch of our program, Carolyn uh, Carol, uh, cool. Shank. Um, she is just a fabulous, fabulous um, uh, woman, and and uh, you know. The, essentially started our program back in 1976 and and kept it really? running many times when they tried to close it and uh and all yeah. that uh, so uh so let's uh let's uh talk a little bit uh more about that experience here at Cal Poly right so you know we've been doing learn by doing for a long time here at Cal Poly and um and so talk to us a little bit about what it was like back in the 1980s you know i uh i i used to joke uh or, or we used to joke when we when i was in school back in the 90s that that the 80s were when they had like kegs in the trees right like uh they were you know it was it was the wild wild well, west back in the no might have yeah yeah right 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 <laughs> but tell us what it was like from a professional development perspective and like the things that you did to build your experience yeah. and that sort of thing right it, it it was still the same Brian it was all learned by doing get involved you know try it out uh, I was the ram it was the ram club at the time recreation administration major so yeah. I was the ram club secretary I got involved with that yeah. I danced uh three years with orcas's Cal Poly dance team yeah and that kind of was my family my core I love it which I loved and so, because I I wanted to be was, a teacher and I wanted to be a dancer. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. And I achieved both. You achieved and, both. That's great. That's awesome. Now, what about your internship, Kendi? What did you do? Um, our, our students love hearing um, what uh, what former students did in terms of their internship, how they got it, what was their experience, that sort of thing. What was yours? Mine. Mine made me realize I wanted to go into private industry, you know, hospitality and hotel. I worked at YMCA, so I planned all their programs. I was in ch charge of all their child programs. I taught jazzercise. I, you know, just helped organize all those things. We put on a, a triathlon. Um, yeah. So it made me realize I really wanted to go into private industry. Love it. Love but I it. loved it. I loved it. But I just wanted to go to the private sector. You realized that the private sector was probably a better uh, a better yeah. fit for you. Um, yeah. So so let's talk about let's talk about that that transition into hospitality um, sales and, and also events and that sort of thing. Um, so where did you, where did you originally get your start in that private, um, hospitality world? And, um, I know you've, you've had such an illustrious career, uh, working for so many different, um, so many different hotels and resort groups and that sort of thing. So we're not, obviously we're not going to go through all of them, Kendi, but we let's talk be all day, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Let's talk about some of the the experiences. Like which which one? Um, you, you know, where did you get your original start? There's two in particular. One was in Sacramento. I took a job for a full service catering company called Food for Thought, mm -hmm. and I was dating I, I was dating a chef at the time. So we were all about food and catering and everything. And mm -hmm. um, and that was a full service 
event planning and catering company that managed yeah. a couple facilities, but in predominantly they were the um they were the caterer for the capital. So I had the opportunity to cater so many things for high profile people, Willie Brown, Clinton, Governor Brown, uh, Jerry Brown, Duke Mason, Wilson. I, you know, planned Gail Wilson's birthday party. I got stiffed by all the FBI dogs because once you get stiffed by all the dogs, you're in, you know, it's the whole process. <laughs> so, you know, I just continually did that for a couple of years and I loved it. And um, then left to Holiday Inn in Sacramento, my first hotel job. And that was wonderful. I started selling using my natural talent and loving to work with people, which led me to San Francisco and that just went off. <laughs> so I, I love that. So that's a great segue. What brought you home? What brought you home to back to, to slow? I was living in Napa Valley and a headhunter called me uh, looking for John King. He had all these properties, um, Sea Venture, Apple Farm, Sycamore, uh, Inamoral Bay, Cliffs, and they wanted someone to start at the Cliffs. And anyway, long story, I took the job, loved it, worked with John King, Mike Casola, uh, worked in Amoral Bay, all the other properties, and then wound up moving to the corporate office for John King with yeah. Mike Casola. And we ran all the properties. I mean, 800 employees. And I was the corporate director of sales. And I did that until I wound up going to teach full-time at Cal Poly. Yeah, I love it. And, um, you know, that I was going to say that that really propelled you, right? That 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 got you. Y- you were you were training, you were doing corporate training, you were doing sales, that whole nine yards, right? Like you're having to speak and, and talk and, and and know all about professionalism. I imagine that really set you up for the classroom. Is that right? It did. And here's what's interesting. When I was in San Francisco or, and Sacramento, getting involved, I belonged to uh, CSAE, California Society of Associated Executives. I belong to MPI, um, Sacramento Meeting Professionals International. Mm-hmm. And through that, um, the opportunity to teach at Sac State and help with their, I have my um, CMP, I'm certified with the state as a meeting professional. Mm-hmm. So I helped them jumpstart at the college there and wound up teaching courses. Mm-hmm. So when it happened with Cal Poly, it was just really an, a, a passion that I knew I wanted to do. I love it. That's so awesome. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we had so many great years together. I, uh, Kendi, when you were, when you were here and, and ever, teaching, best ever. yeah, teaching in the department. And, um, you know, I look back, um, obviously I started in 2006, but you started before then. When was your, you were, what? Before I went full time, 1999, Carolyn Shank asked me to guest speak. Uh huh. Then she asked me to speak again. And then she asked me to speak again. And then yeah. she's like, Hey, would you, co-teaching i'm like yes yeah. and then she when she retired it was just that baton handoff that was lovely and the support from the you know the department of course yeah of course and so yeah so uh, so kendy taught for us for uh what i, I guess a uh, close to 10 years or was it close to 10 years or, or well with part-time 13 yeah but part-time like 13 nine yeah. And so she did so many different things. She was um, the RPTA club advisor. She was the CEO yeah. of our RPTA dinner and auction for many, many years. And, um, you know, for me and, and just coming into the department and then going to the auction and dinner for the first time, 
I was just blown away because I had never seen anything like that. And and then and then Kendi and the students, every it was like every year they topped themselves, you know. And so um it was it was really quite a legacy um that that you you had. Um talk about um for us when you think back to those years. Um you know, you taught uh, festival and event planning, event management, hospitality, customer service, hotel and resort management, convention and meeting management, right? Um, so many different classes, so many different memories. Um, what really stands out from your time here at Cal Poly? Um, is, is there something that when you look back where you think, oh, I'll never forget that? Well, it it was it was my department because we were so close. You know, Carolyn was even though um, Bob, what was his last name? Bob, I just went blank, was my uh, advisor. I naturally defaulted to Carolyn Shank. And uh-huh. so he just let me, uh-huh. you know, go to her. So right. she she influenced my life. She's still in my life and mentors my daughter. So yeah. I'm just so thankful for um, those type of professionals. And then the leadership from other clubs that were on campus dancing for me i still go back to orcasis you know and we all are still a family and i'm still in touch with all of the students so i love the genuine concern and the relationship base at the university that was really helpful for me yeah um yeah yeah and just staying involved just getting involved in trying things and feeling comfortable safe there was important to me and it was it's a great experience. Yeah, and um, yeah, I know, I know that we have so many alumni right now who are are listening to this, um, and uh, and look back and think about the impact that that Kendi had on them and their and their um, professionalism and their professional development and sending them out as stars into the into the working world. And so that's yeah. so exciting. So let let's talk about. Yeah, maybe- I love that. Yeah, let's talk about you, you. You retired, like we said, you retired in 2013. Yep. But uh, went back to hotel. Quite, went back to play hotel. That's right. You weren't quite ready to give it up, right? So you, no. you ended up. Um, you've been be, been director of sales, and like I said, you're currently director of sales at Hilton Garden Inn. But then yep. also, you're 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 a faculty member and the program lead for the hospitality program at Cuesta College. So tell us yeah. what life's like now. You you have kids that uh you know that are have graduated from college, I guess now, right? And or empty nesting, you know. I and my, know. My I, mother passed. My dog passed. I had a lot of time and so I filled it up I filled it up you know it's part of life and I decided to I love to work and so I just filled up my plate with with uh, the opportunities at Cuesta I love Cuesta I love that I love that but I love that you I love that you've come back full circle, right? And yes. Back full circle, and now you're giving yes. back to to the place that that helped you that helped uh, helped you get your start, and that's so meaningful. That's interesting, so, true. Yeah. So so tell us, you know, you you have I know you have such an amazing love for teaching, and um, what what lights your fire every day, Kenny, to get up and and get out of bed and 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 um and help that next generation. Well, I love where I live. Uh, and secondly, just I it, I continue to learn. I love teaching because it keeps me abreast on what's happening. And as you know, at post-COVID, everything is new rules in the hospitality and hotel. It's, mm-hmm. you know, just changing dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy um, learning from the students, the relationship-based, 
and helping them. I really, because I'm so networked, I've, I've been in the industry for a long time. It's really nice to say, you know, you need to talk to this person or give this person a call. I think that would just be a great alignment. Go meet them. Or, yeah. So I yeah. really like using those skills that I have to, to help people along. I love it. So you you gave us a great segue. You know, we'll we'll start first with the challenges and then we'll move to the opportunity. So um, you know, you've you've been in the hospitality space for a long time. You've taught many generations of of kids and but but something that's never happened before, right? A global pandemic obviously hit a couple years ago and and coming out of that, you 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 still have the disruption of things like Airbnb and and that sort of thing. So what do you see as the biggest challenge for the hospitality industry in moving forward? Well, of course, workforce. Number one is workforce. It's hard finding good people and um and people that are people people. You know, that like that like the hospitality and that can handle disgruntled guests because there's a higher expectation mm. from the traveler from the guest and, you know in all tourism capacities and people are just kind of go off and and unless you're the right individual who knows not how to take it personally mm-hmm. that's really a big challenge and so training components have to happen there and then um SSTs, you know, self-service technology and robotics and everything are just, they're everywhere so that people can independently travel. And and it also offsets that labor challenge, yeah. having robots and self-service technology and kiosks and things, you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And in, in the teaching component at Cuesta, it's people really got accustomed to remote, working remote, and I can work and still take this class and still get that certificate or still achieve my goal of transferring to a CSU. Mm -hmm. So now then I'm going to do face-to-face and online collectively, make it broad and hybrid, you know, just kind of like do it all. You kind of got to do it all and make it happen. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Those first couple of years coming out of the pandemic were a little rough along those lines because you're exactly right. That was their expectation, right? Like, and, and so as a teacher, you had to do it all. You had to connect with the person in the room. You had to connect with the person on zoom and then you had to connect with the person online. It's like, that's like incredibly difficult. Someone engaged online is a challenge, you know, probably one out of two lose motivation. So you've really got, I find that as a wonderful challenge. I really like teaching online and, and Quest had trained me and certified me on how to engage it and do it and design it. So uh-huh. I'm really, I'm really digging that component. I like the online teaching. I love it. I love it. So, so now let's move to opportunities, right? Like, um, so, uh, we talked about challenges. What do you see as the opportunities for the hospitality industry moving forward? Uh, just, you know, that broader, diverse clientele, and we can only go up, that's mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, I just came from the economic forecast, yeah. and um, there's, you know, all the space. Space and technology are in the forefront, and especially with, you know, Cal Poly's working with Paso Robles, and we've got the, you know, Vandenberg is going to be doing missiles once a week instead of once a ma- month. So mm-hmm. for us here personally in hotels, that's long-term space. All of these projects bring employment and a workforce, a talented workforce. And for hotels, that means we can house, you know, long-term, mm-hmm. short-term, anything. So that's definitely an opportunity for hospitality. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be more growth, more growth with hotels. Mm-hmm. So again, more jobs. It's kind of partnering with workforce, mm-hmm. making sure that we hire the right workforce 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's really interesting because every hotel is its is a, its own team, right? It's like a team yeah. aspect, and Absolutely. there's so many different people that have to come together to make that team work, right? And yeah. you're, you're talking people who are paid like very very minimal all the way up to the CEO who's paid very, very well, right? Or the general yes. manager who's paid very, right. very well. And so making that all work. And now you get, like you said, with the SSTs and the robotics and you get technology and all that. And then like you said too, the disruption and and people coming in who have these high, high expectations. And yeah. um, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot to manage. It's a big team yeah. to try to get to work. What do you, what do you see? Is there a secret sauce? that you can give us uh <laughs> how, do you, how do you do it's it per, it's, per, it's personal skills yeah. and i kind of believe in nordstrom i mean hire hire nice people mm. and then give them a trait you can't teach someone to be nice but yeah the eim experiences people that study experience and like you like you had said it's all realms everything is an experience yeah. Um, so we're in a people business. And yeah. so I think it's going to go back to the basics of just enjoying mm-hmm. communicating, helping people, making sure that mm-hmm. their expectations are met and that it's the experience that they wanted. The mm-hmm. younger generation are really looking for something different than their parents didn't do. They want to take their family, their parents, whatever, but we're going to do this now. You know, we, we always went to Wyoming. Well, now we're going to do this and mm-hmm. we're going to the Ike Hotel and <laughs> everything's like yeah. a different experience. I was gonna say, yeah, it's it really is amazing that the 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 differences between the generations and and that's uh, that makes it I think even more incredibly hard. Like when you think about like how um, how we're get, how to navigate all of those different things, and so yeah, I, but I it's wonder, an opportunity. It's a wide opportunity. <laughs> right, right. So, what advice do you give your students, Kendi, um, in, in moving into this space? Right. Um, what what's the what's the one big piece of advice that you that you give join a professional organization ah. while you're a student now most of these professional organizations you can only have a membership for 2 years so third and fourth year students are going to you should do it and it most of them like MPI meeting professionals international used to be 50 bucks for a student opposed to a $385 membership mm-hmm. you get the same directory as the professionals you yeah. get to see all the companies, and then it's the opportunity for you to get involved, network, and use that directory to call on companies and start developing relationships and asking for jobs and internships. That junior, senior year, get the directory. It It's amazing. And especially, you can put it on your resume, and it, it will separate the pretenders from the contenders when you are a student joining that professional organization for which you want to you know, uh, have your career in. So for sure, I would do that. I love, I absolutely love that. You know, in, in 101, I've started, um, which is our intro class. I think everybody knows that, but um, uh, I, I've started this directory. Not 101. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I started this directory of all the different professional associations under our umbrella. And um, that is such great advice, Kendi, that your, your, your third and fourth year, no matter where you are, um, you absolutely should choose one of those. The one that you think is uh, could could is your niche, right? Is is what yes. would be best, whether it's yeah. like Kendi said, MPI, whether it's ILEA, whether Board, it's um, yeah, restaurant, yeah. anything, yeah, yeah. restaurant, outdoor, uh, yeah. 
Exactly. Sport management, any of those yep. things. Yeah. And, um, and get involved. That's how you become a lifelong learner. Kendi and I, I think one of the things that's, um, that is a thread for those of us who teach and who love teaching is what you said earlier, Kendi, we don't stop learning. We love learning, right? Le- learning. learning. Is, yes. That's the spice of life. Right. And, um, I, I think you're probably like me, like you go into every classroom, not looking at it as me solely delivering information to students, but me learning from them, you know, and, and, uh, it's kind of selfish, actually. <laughs> it is kind of selfish, isn't it? That's selfish. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. That is exactly right. I can't tell you how much I've learned from my students over the years. And I know you are the same. And, um, you know, I just, um, I can't say enough, um, Kendi, about how much I appreciate you taking the time and, um, and giving back and and um and telling uh sharing some of your amazing advice and and uh so if you could go back the last thing we'll do is is if you could go back to what would that be 1982 and give your oh, yeah i guess yeah, so yeah well, i'm travel 1982 what kind of advice would you give your junior year self i would really do the same things i was so actively involved and and I mean, seriously, my senior year, I had 21 units, yeah. a boyfriend, a dog, a Chevy truck, and <laughs> three, I had three jobs. So I worked at Spike's Place. I taught yeah. dance. I was a lifeguard. It was like, That's keep awesome. your plate full. Keep your plate full. Yeah. Keep full. Keep doing things. And everything you do, you're going to meet other people and opportunities uh, will happen for you. And do work really hard because someone will see you working hard with your self-integrity. And that's how opportunities happen for me. I never, I always found a job by someone seeing me do a really good job. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your name? Hey, would you consider like opportunities happen for me with almost not even having to apply right? because I was just being good at what I do. Right. Like leading a dance, like leading a dance, uh, a dance class with a, uh, with a full cast. <laughs> exactly. I love that story. That is so, so great. Uh, yeah. But uh, but Candy, it's so great to catch up, and it's so uh, so great to see you, and um, just cannot say enough uh, great things about you. The legacy, Thank you, Brian. You, yeah, the legacy that you've left with this, with our program, and that you're leaving now with Questa, and um, and the the imprint that you've um, that you've made on the hospitality industry here in the Central Coast is just indelible, and um, just can't thank you enough. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Oh, it's so great. And um, I know all of our alumni across the world are going to be so excited to to hear this podcast. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. So thanks so much. Great to see you. All right. Keep up the good work over there. Proud of you you guys. You too. You too. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye.